whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi Podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season 13, episodes 3 and 4, All I Want to Do and My Own Worst Enemy. Now that we are in season 13, the episodes are weird and they look like one-parters, but they're kind of not one-parters. It's confusing. Amethyst Beloved has created a guide for us and we're sticking with it (laughs) exactly um and we're gonna stick to our format of one a week week. but just two episodes in a week still technically um because we think it works better yeah it works works better for everybody involved (laughs) exactly we're less burnt out you guys get better content also amethyst beloved did the math for this on us as well and it's gonna be fewer episodes so it'll be 20 but it's gonna take a longer time to get through so it's like a similar amount of content yeah um but kelsey will you please read us the episode summaries all right Uh, Part one, all I want to do. In Paris, Tristan will try anything to stop his roommate's teasing and a lonely alley ventures out to explore the city. Yeah. Sure. That covers it. No Claire, but... (laughs) Nothing about Claire. (laughs) And then part two is Tristan and Miles finally bond, but is it friendship or more? Desperate for a distraction, Claire turns to Drew for help. Yeah, sure. Sure. More alley stuff, too, but... yeah. (laughs) yeah these episodes were like fine yeah i watched it before holland and then we went to plays this week and i and she was asking me how they were and i was like they're somehow full of information but also very dull or maybe it's like the other way around well it's like not a lot happened but they went like they weren't boring they went by very quickly yeah they went by fast but there was like no meat to them yeah other than like Claire has cancer, which is very serious, but also a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so the songs of the week are the first one for part one, episode three, is All I Want to Do, which is a 2003 song by Sheryl Crow. Yeah, it is. Um, and I maybe it plays in, like, everyone's in Paris. All they want to do is have some fun. They got a feeling they're, they're not the only, only one. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Claire is, maybe it plays into Claire's denial. She's like, all I want to do is have some fun. I don't want to think about the fact that I have cancer. Yeah. But I guess that also kind of goes into the next episode. That mentality bleeds into the next episode for her as well. Yeah. When she becomes her own worst enemy because she leaves the hospital and puts herself at risk. Seriously. Um. So yeah, the second episode is called... My Own Worst Enemy, which is a 1999 song by the band called Lit. I love that song. <laughs> uh, shouts out to Lit. <laughs> Hella Lit. Lit, the one-hit wonder. Oh, my goodness. Um, it just reminds me of playing Rock Band 2, that song is on Rock Band 2. It reminds me of K-Rock in the 90s and <laughs> early 2000s. Actually, all of the 2000s K-Rock would still play that song like it was 1998. <laughs> um, but... The, yeah, the second episode, Claire becomes her own worst enemy. And I'd say Allie that Allie does too. Kind of does, but also a lot of Allie's plot is like the French guy misunderstanding her, which I feel like it's like she didn't ruin the date. She just didn't. She just didn't get a chance to s- s- explain what she was trying to say, and he was like, Bleh! but then it was fine. Well, yeah, know, we'll get but, to that. but also it was like you but know she, like, she wasn't doing her homework. She didn't do her homework, so she was her own worst enemy, like, in the initial run and, like, ruined the date for herself, basically, because she didn't do her homework the day before. And I guess Tristan is self-sabotaging? I don't know. He jumps to conclusions. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get there. Um, all right. So, all I want to do starts out with us we're in paris we're here we have arrived we're in fake paris extremely (laughs) fake paris Paris with so many green screens and we see the eiffel tower every time we have like an establishing shot in paris and tristan's hair oh should we do fashion police because tristan tristan's hair is still a lot 
Yep. Um, he's in the first scene. He's wearing a great outfit, though. I don't really remember it. Me neither. But it says Kristen's <laughs> outfit is great. Eli looks crazy hot. So. Oh my god, Eli looks so good this season so far. I he mean, does. Oh my god, Winston has a bow tie, of course. Of course, Adam's hat is super dumb. Yeah, I like Jenna's pink stripy dress look that she's wearing at the beginning. Allie's heels, once again, are fucking ridiculous. Stupid. But I like her pink top that she has paired with her pink heels. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Imogen's <laughs> wearing cat ears at one point, which feels oh, yeah. very on brand. Um, Claire shaves her head. And she kind of pulls it off. She kind of does. And she really pulls off the blonde. She's surprisingly great as yeah. a blonde. Yeah. The pink wig was <laughs> confusing, though. Yes. In so many ways. So many ways. Um, um, Jenna's like generic french shirt that had like a big french flag on it i thought was very silly (laughs) i liked Allie's mint green dress that she was wearing when she was stalking the waiter guy Mm -hmm. tristan's fedora is terrible terrible it's straw and multicolored and bad um miles has like a short sleeve button up with like accents like on his sleeves and pockets and stuff that was interesting all my notes and claire still wears a blazer when she's in the hospital claire never not on brand yeah that's all i got but we're in paris um and their freaking housing is nice as fuck it's like like french doors leading out to a balcony overlooking the eiffel tower basically it's like it looks like a very fancy hotel that they put bunk beds in yeah like i'm very confused by it it's really nice although when my brother studied abroad they also got really nice housing so i'm wondering if it's just like paris is beautiful no matter what and that like all the housing kind of looks like that if you're like through a school and you need to be close to like the city center everything's gonna look cute and parisian but i feel like it was really big for being in europe yeah no housing is gonna be that big although when i were out a little outside of the center of the city maybe when i went to france in my junior or senior year with my ap it was my junior year with my ap french class it was, um, we stayed in like, a, when we were in Paris, we stayed in, I mean, in everywhere we stayed in nice hotels, but when we were in Paris, like our hotel was really beautiful and we had like a teeny tiny balcony. Yeah. That's a hotel. And it was like city center, <laughs> but it wasn't like student housing. We were there for like three days before we like moved on. Right. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's really nice. And I guess I'm just jealous. <laughs> I want to go to Paris. Me too. Um, and Tristan is already lusting after Miles. But he but gets caught. But then lies about being straight when he gets caught. Yeah. Which is confusing. Yeah. And he turns Maya into his beard. Yeah. Also, the theme song is still weird and short. Yeah. Is it just the these episodes? Just the Paris ones? I have no idea. I'm not mad at it because it's really short. And I don't have to sit through like a Studs type situation. That's true. I don't have to sit through a Whisper Hug theme song, which thank God half of that band graduated. So we never have to be subjected to that. Knock on wood. I mean, I don't really know. I don't know. know. They played Studs for long after Studs was still a thing. Yeah, but Mo is gone, right? Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. Let's hope. (laughs) Um. But I guess Maya and Zig are still around. Zig has not been in this season yet, so I guess he didn't get to go to Paris. I'm uh, not super I'm not surprised. surprised by that, but yeah, we haven't. Yeah, because we haven't the, even seen him at camp though. Because also the thing with these trips is that like you do have to like front a lot you have of to money for it. Yeah, you know, it's not like Definitely. cheap to study abroad. No, it's not. <laughs> Especially in high school, because there's less of a chance of getting a scholarship for that, like you can with. Yeah, college. With, yeah, you can get more financial aid with that. Um, but we're with Jenna and Allie and Connor, and Jenna and Connor have tickets to go see the Eiffel Tower, but they're sold out. Which I'm like, what? That doesn't <laughs> that make doesn't sense. Happen? Maybe their time slot is sold out. Who knows? I thought it felt like an excuse so that Allie didn't third wheel with them. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and Allie is, like, talking about Claire, and now she's still bummed that she's not there. And then Connor, tactful as ever, says, I'm glad I don't have cancer. Yeah. Um, it's rough. And Allie has, like, a cardboard cutout of Claire, like a flat Stanley version of Claire that yeah. she takes and talks to around Paris. Yeah, it's it's a fun choice. <laughs> and she is also trolling for boys because, of course, she is. Because she's Allie. Yeah. 
Um, but then we're in the hospital, and Claire and Eli are, like, channel surfing, and then they land on West Drive. And even Claire, who has not met her yet, knows that Zoe sucks. Yeah. And then, is it Claire who said, who turns off the TV once, it, like, West Drive gets a little too real? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, let's play doctor, which made me vomit in my mouth. Me too. I was like, I don't care for this at all. No. I just, I do not. And then, of course, he, like... Touches the back of her head and a lock of hair comes out and it's freaky. And then we're back in Paris. It's um, all over the place. It's just really, it jumps back and forth between cancer storyline, this is a bummer, and we're in Paris. We're Pretty in much. Paris. And then, like, Miles and Winston are giving Tristan shit again. So he's like, Maya, let's go make out. And she's like, I'm sorry. And they like, and she's like, I have to talk to you. And they like go over and they talk. And she's like, we can't do this. We want different things. Actually, we want the same thing. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Which made me laugh. Um, and then I think he's like, well, if they think I'm, if they know I'm gay, they won't like rooming with me, blah, blah, blah. And then she says, that's redonk. <laughs> she does. She does say that. And it is redonk. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone actually ever use that term. Nope. When it wasn't on a television show. Nope. Um, it's not a real thing people say. And he's just worried about homophobia. When it doesn't seem like Winston and Miles have given off that vibe at all. Well, they've been giving him shit. They're like teasing yeah, him. They're teasing him. But yeah. like they teased him because they caught him checking out Miles and they teased him. They've been teasing him with the Maya stuff. Like I understand. And he's not coming from a place where people have been like super accepting of him. That's true. So I understand the instinct of like, oh, no, this isn't just like boys like fooling around this is like this could be like a situation so i get that and so he does convince her to kiss him and then he goes ew 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 well i think she's like oh you want me to help and then she like kisses him as a punishment and she he was like ew why did you do that um but then we're at the hospital and claire is going to like a group talk dealio and then we meet a girl named Paula who is sassy and I love her pink wig. She's very cool. Um, and she's encouraging Claire to shave her head. And she's also kind of warning her about how having cancer is hard for a relationship. Yeah. She's like, yeah, no, my boyfriend said he was all in too. And then he bailed. Like, yeah, it's more than he thought it was going to be. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. Um, but then we're with Allie. And she's lonely as hell. She's lonely and she like wants to go out and do things. And then stupid Zoe and other people are like, let's go go. Let's go eat hamburgers and like do things we could do back home. Yeah, they're they're clinging to their North American life, which is like the most annoying people to travel with. Seriously. They like don't want to try new things. And she's like, and we're going to go shopping. And Allie's like, ooh, where? And she's like, H&M. Yeah. And it's like, what? You're in Paris, girl. What are you doing? Oh, my God. I hate. When I studied abroad, there was like a subset of people in our group that were that just like clung to the American culture. I'm like, we're in a different country. Explore. Seriously. (laughs) Um. That's the whole point of traveling. And that's why we're here, to study abroad. Um, anyway. And then uh, and then I wrote down, you don't need them, Allie. <laughs> yeah, because they also, like, will not include her. They're yeah. like, you were not invited. And she's like, all right, I guess I'll go do some, go find the Eiffel Tower or something. Yeah. The, I think the exact line is like, shouldn't you be hanging out with people your own age? Like, she's like... 40 like she's she's like like, a year older i know calm down um but then we're back at the hospital and adam has come to visit claire and then he accidentally let slip that eli sent out like a preparation for visiting claire email although i like that he the subject of the email was super like listicle clickbait like six <laughs> things to know when you're visiting claire yeah, it's very buzzy I mean, number five will surprise you <laughs> it we're i just looked at the wiki and we it is 2013 so it definitely is we're like buzzfeed is on the rise right now this is when buzzfeed is starting to get big so listicles not oh, surprising God. me 2013 yeah. i was graduating from college i was studying abroad <laughs> <laughs> summer 2013 there you go I was almost graduating from college. Um, but the, and Claire's like, you sent out an email, blah, 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 which like I understand being upset. 
but also, I don't know. Eli didn't do it to make her upset. I don't know. Eli gets there, and he's like, what's going on? And she's freaking out, and I don't really remember what else happens. Because my next note is just, Eli looks so good, though. He does! <laughs> um, distracted by the beauty. And then we're in the mirror, and then we're in the bathroom, and we have another mirror moment, and I'm like, are we going to shave our head a la spinner? And then the next scene, she's bald, and like, oh, I guess we didn't. We're not going to go note for note for what happened with Spinner, but the mirror motif is still there. It continues. Yeah, because she did She did kick Eli out. Yeah. She's like, I want to be alone. Yeah. Um, and then Adam comes back with Drew, and <laughs> Drew sees her head like, and screams. <laughs> I was like, oh, God damn it, Drew. <laughs> but, like, also, would we expect any less from yeah. him? It's all, I mean, it's a surprising sight when you're not expecting it, I guess. Um. I laughed. Yeah, me too. And she was like, I can't have Eli see me like this. I need to do something. So Adam calls for reinforcements. Yeah. Which I thought was going to be Bianca, but it ends up being Imogen. Right. Um, But then we are with Tristan and we're in their dorm and he's like making his bottom bunk into a fort. Um, And also, did I miss the part where... Tristan officially came out to them? No, because... this is him coming out, basically. Okay. I think he realized he couldn't keep up the charade okay, with couldn't... Maya. Okay. Yeah, no, he didn't come out to them. Yeah, this is basically him doing that. But he, like, has this great speech where he's like, I don't care if you don't accept me. I'm going to, like, do my own thing. You do your own thing. And then we can, like, cohabitate quietly. Yeah. Just, like, leave me alone. Like, it's not cool to make fun of the gay kid. Just, like, drop it and we can do this peacefully. And Miles is like, I'm sorry, we were laughing because we knew you were lying. I don't have a problem with you being gay. We're cool. It's all good. And it's like, okay, fine. We're going to cohabitate in peace, I guess. Um, but yeah. then we're with Allie, who is really lost and can barely speak French. Seriously. And- how, what, how is she doing? Like, what? <coughs> how These kids are not learning <laughs> French. And I think it's because that French teacher kept letting them give oral presentations in English. Right. <laughs> Honestly. Um, and then she like trips and falls in dog poop too, which I found and breaks her unnecessary. Shoe. And I was like, girl, stop wearing heels. And then she like sees the Eiffel Tower in the distance and was like, great, I can go there. Awesome. Like, good for you, Allie. Um, but then we're in the hospital and Imogen is here with her cat ears and Claire's trying on wigs. And I feel like that's kind of it. <laughs> Yeah, at one point, instead of hold your horses, Imogen says, hold your hooves, which I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Oh, I think I missed that. Yeah, I just wrote down, hold your hooves. <laughs> and I knew it must be Imogen. Um, and then we're back in the dorm room, and we see that Tristan's bed is all like, or maybe this is when. Yeah, this is. This is when he's like, we're cool, dude. Because um, Tristan comes in and sees his fort bed is no longer and he has a mint on his pillow. And Miles is like, I'm not homophobic. I put a mint on your pillow. We're cool. I'm shirtless. Let's hug. Pretty much. (laughs) Also, like, but I'm just so baffled by his logic. Because he's like, we were laughing because you were playing straight and we knew you were gay. I'm like, what's that logic? Why does that lead to we should mock him? Like, why do when you see a person lying because they're clearly nervous and uncomfortable about a situation, you're like, how about teasing? Because kids are awful. That is something that definitely happens. I know, but I'm just <laughs> saying it doesn't make sense it doesn't for anyone. Sense. It's like gross survival of the fittest mentality. I hate it. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but then we are with Allie with the worst green screen carousel situation in front of the Eiffel Tower. It's bad. Um, also, I don't remember a carousel outside of the Eiffel Tower. I literally Google. I'm like, is there a, a carousel by the Eiffel Tower? And I Google mapped it, and there is. But it's, like, kind of across the street from it a little bit. Oh. I don't know. There is one, one. I fact-checked it. There is one there. There's one in Montre, but, like, yeah. right outside, like, near the Moulin Rouge and the, like, Sacre Coeur. Right. But um, I don't know. I, I don't I didn't remember I've never remember. been on the uh, carousel I feel like I've never I've never approached the Eiffel Tower from the from where the carousel is I feel like I'm always on the other side yeah which is why I never realized there was a carousel I mean there. I haven't been to Paris since I was 16 and I don't know but I yeah. went two years ago I was there two years ago I went twice two years ago oh yeah I um, remember that 
but yeah, I I wasn't near the carousel, so that I googled it just so I could make sure I wasn't like, is there a carousel by the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> and not be wrong. Um, but apparently there is. But I'm glad you googled looks it. Really, it's a. T- it looks like someone took a video of the carousel at the Eiffel Tower with the Eiffel Tower in the background with people walking around, and that shot was the green screen. And Allie was, like, in front of that. That's what yeah. it looked like to me. And then Allie does, like, the big tourist mistake, which is give your phone to a stranger to take, to take a, a picture. Photo of her. And then she gets almost gets mugged again. Yeah. She gets mugged all the time. Yeah. <laughs> She's also, so, she never learns. She never fucking learns. Also, can I tell you how many people, when I used to work around Times Square, how many people have just handed me their phone and been like, can you take a picture of us? Like, I'm not going to steal your phone. You're making the right call with, like, who you're choosing because, A, I have a degree in photography. For some reason, and two, I'm not going to steal your fucking phone. But my god, like you're in an unfamiliar place with people in like the most like touristy place. So if you're gonna get like pickpocketed or like mugged, well, not mugged, but if you're gonna get pickpocketed anywhere, it's gonna be it's gonna be Times Square. Yeah, no. Keep an eye on those like dirty Elmos. Oh my god. They're so creepy. They're so creepy. They're creepier without their heads on. Yeah, they are. Or when you, or when, like when they're slightly off, like yeah. just their face. They, they're like resting on the top of their heads, but like their their heads are like where their necks should be because they're like hot and they're taking a break. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so creepy. <laughs> it's so creepy. Although my favorite thing is to see like a headless, dirty Elmo smoking a cigarette next to the subway. I'm like, cool. <laughs> concrete jungle where dreams are made of there was a guy who used to dress up like the joker who used to live near me when in my first apartment in new york and one and i know that because i was coming home from like something and i got on the train at Times square and this guy who was dressed up as the joker was on the train and like some drunk guy got in a fight with him because he thought he was the real joker oh, or no. something and he was like yeah. they were talking they were screaming about like batman and stuff i don't i think i entered the subway car like in the middle of this fight and i was really confused about what was happening and then I rode the train all the way back to my stop, and we got off at the same one. And I was like, the Joker lives at my stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, I left directly into the <laughs> mic. Those levels are nutso. Um, anyway, <laughs> Allie almost gets mugged, but then a cute French guy like clotheslines the guy. <laughs> I was like, what's this clothesline situation? <laughs> and he gets the phone back. It's always a cute French guy. Of course. Also, it made me want to watch Passport to Paris. Can I just say, <laughs> this is going to sound, I don't know, stere- like I'm like propagating some, like making up a weird stereotype. But listen, I one of my very best friends married a French man. Another good friend of mine is dating a French guy. I know several people who have married and or dated French guys. My One of my really good friends is from outside of Paris, and I've met some of her friends from home. All Frenchmen look exactly the same. <laughs> All of them. Like, if you put my friend's husband next to my other friend's boyfriend, you'd be like, I can't tell who is who. They look the same. They all have the same face and they all have brown hair and they all look exactly in like the same haircut. There's like a brown haired version of a Frenchman and like a sandy haired color of a Frenchman. I've only met the brown haired version (laughs) and I've met him over and over again. But I feel like you're on to something. (laughs) I met basically the same Frenchman fucking one of my friends over and over again. Is basically that. <laughs> and also sometimes not sleeping with one of my friends in the case of my other friends. They're always friends sleeping from home. with somebody. They're usually sleeping with somebody. But they do all... I just keep me- meeting... I've met a lot of French fuckboys and they're yeah. terrible. <laughs> oh, see, that's the thing. None of these are fuckboys really, mm. but they do all look exactly the same. Like, when we are off mic, I will show you. <laughs> You're going to be like, no, that's the same guy. <laughs> I think I've met one of them. You have met one of them. <laughs> and my friend's boyfriend looks exactly like that guy. Oh, my God. Anyway, but I also feel like this is a very, very cliche storyline that I'm still on board with. Because, again, Passport to Paris gave me unrealistic expectations of what it would be like to travel as a young lady in a foreign country and be, like, swept away off of your feet by, like, cute boys on mopeds. And this is very much playing into that idea. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm happy for Allie. 
but also a little bit jealous because that's all I ever wanted yeah. as a youth. Although, as someone who had to uh, watch a friend go through immigration stuff trying to marry <laughs> a French guy, I, I sounds complicated. I, I I pity Ali's future if this is what she chooses. Um. Anyway. Especially if everybody wants dual citizenship. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's hard. Oh, it, I'm sure. It's impossible. God. But isn't that the dream? <laughs> it is. Anywho, we're back in the hospital. Claire has the blonde wig on, and it's not terrible. I like it. Um, and someone comes in and says, va, va, boom. I don't remember who it was. It was the nurse. Okay. <laughs> and Claire needs an MRI, and now she's immediately freaked out. But first, she and Eli have to have a date night. And, and Eli is all about the wig. The wig. Oh, yeah, because she's all, like, dressed up and glammed up as well. And she, he's like, oh, my God. Hubba, hubba, basically. Va-va-boom. Yeah. Va-va-boom. <laughs> going to use that forever. Um, but then but then we're with Allie and the French guy, and Allie's just kind of, like, complaining about a bunch of shit. Because she's Allie and she complains. And he's like, and he's you're... like, you shouldn't have given your stranger to... You shouldn't have given your phone to a stranger. And he's like, and also, you come to a strange country where you don't speak the language and you don't know the culture, but you're not willing to learn the language or the culture. Exactly. So, of course, you're going to have a bad time. You're trying to be Canadian in Paris. He's giving her a reality check and telling her to calm the fuck down and, like, enjoy Paris. Also, his name is Leo. Leo. Um, and he teaches her how to drink coffee. And he's like, well, if you need a tour guide, which is like the worst thing to say on a Tinder dating profile. I hate people who are like, just moved here, need a tour guide. It's like, no. I don't want to do that. No, I would like, I, I had a rule when I was still like online dating, which was do not date a guy who has lived in New York for less than two years. No, no. It's annoying as fuck. It's extremely annoying. <laughs> like, if they didn't disclose it on their bio yeah. and I met them in person, they were like, I've been here for six months. I'd be like, see you later. <laughs> I'm not Good here. Luck. I'm not going to do this. You figure it out. Yeah, I, not- I know too many people who've quit before two years. Like, I've also known people who've dated people who are new to the city and they, like, didn't really have any friends yet and they didn't know what to do yet. And it was basically just, like, a starter, like, relationship-ish thing before they, like, establish themselves and they're like, I don't need you anymore. Bye. Exactly. No, it's stupid. That and it's, like, it's just annoying to be, like, with a person who, like, does not understand. Like, doesn't... No. A hard pass. Not odd. Um, anyway, then we're with Claire and Eli and Eli loves the wig and... There's so many twinkle lights. I don't remember. I think she's still freaking out about the MRI. I don't really remember what happened. And she's I'm also fr- she's also freaking out because of uh, what Paula told her about her boyfriend. Right. So she's like, "You can go," and she's being if dramatic. You want out? Please tell me now. And he's like, "I'm here. I'm all in. This and is a walk to remember. I'm here till the end, girl." <laughs> pretty much, yeah. And then, but she does have a funny line, which is, "You're only saying that because of the wig," which I enjoyed. I was like, "All right, Claire, keeping up." Her small sense of humor. And that's the end of All I Want to Do. And now we segue into My Own Worst Enemy. And we're starting off with the MRI. And Claire's stalling and she's freaked out. Which is understandable. Yeah. I Have you ever had to get an MRI? No. How long do they take? Like 30 minutes at least. a long time to do nothing and be alone with your thoughts about the the fact that you're getting an MRI. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's scary for so, because you're in like this weird coffin and it's really loud. They like, you don't realize from TV how loud it is, but it's like extremely loud. It's super loud. It's really cold. They give you a blanket and, like, a thing to squeeze, yeah. but you're only allowed to squeeze the thing if, like, something is wrong, and then they pull you out. Right. It, like, stops the imaging, and they pull you out, basically. Because you're not allowed to move. Because you're not allowed to move. But I squeezed it too early because I started having a panic attack because I was in a metal coffin, and it yeah. was loud. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's weird, and it takes a really long time. So it's boring, and then you're also like, what if I have a tumor in my brain? Right. You know? Oh, my God. That sounds so scary. Yeah, and they also, like... 
they'll do it like with contrast and without contrast or one or the other. And if it's with contrast, then you have to get an IV in your arm and it puts all this stuff in your body right. and that feels really cold. Yeah. So you're like, why do I only have one blanket? <laughs> you're chilling me in my veins. And also I'm in this cold thing. I don't know. Fucking MRI. It sounds scary. It's as fuck. it's really scary. And I like I I always like underestimated it on TV. But I was like, yeah, claustrophobia sucks. And then you're in one, and you're like, no, this, this is a goddamn this nightmare. Is a whole other level. It's horrible. Um, but then we're back in Paris, and Allie has been sitting at this cafe that Leo works at all day, waiting for him to ask her out. And then Jenna comes in and is like, "What are you doing?" And she's like. And she has a skull because Connor got it for her at, like, the catacombs or something. Which is, like, my one, like, I can't believe I didn't do that. <laughs> I really wanted to go to the big graveyard and I really wanted to go to the catacombs. I still, yeah, I still know. I wanted to go to the catacombs the last time I was there, but I didn't end up making it. I feel like our next trip should be Paris. <laughs> I'm in. I mean, I can't afford it. I'm down. We can find cheap flights and cheap Airbnbs. I stayed in a really cute like studio airbnb the last time i was there in like the uh in the marais the Le marais district mm-hmm. for like 70 dollars a night i was only there for one night and it was two people it was you can find really good deals on airbnb we're gonna have to do that i'm yeah. i'm i have my like big trip for the year spoken for but yeah, oh you want to go to utah <laughs> you know <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> Unless it's for like Sundance or something. No, it's for hiking. <laughs> um, but anyway, then Jenna comes in and is like, what are you doing? And she's like, I've been here all day waiting for him. She's like, why don't you ask him out, you dummy? And also, like, why didn't you stop it when you realized he wasn't asking you out right away? Go do your homework and come back. Yeah, go to the goddamn Louvre. the Louvre to do her homework. Also, the Louvre is great. Just go anyway. Just go. Um... But then, and then finally she's like, hey, Leo, do you want to do something later? And he's like, fine. I get off at three. And then Jenna's like, we have class. And she's like, what about four? And he's like, great. You're worth the wait. And when I was watching this with Allegra, she's like, oh, an hour? Great. Perfect. Yeah. I <laughs> You're worth an hour wait. I was like, cool. Um, But then we're back at the hotel wherever the fuck they're staying wherever they're staying i don't know they're talking about eclairs a lot and it feels very like shoehorned into the episode yeah everyone knows that eclair is a ship name yeah um also we find that tristan is still not eating carbs oh and he's still wearing terrible fedoras because this is happening but also now he thinks that miles is into him yeah and now he and zoe are like competing for him um also i get then we're in french class with these people and none of these kids speak french i wrote i wrote do none of these children do their french homework none of them understand what the, the teacher like gives them instructions for an assignment in french and miles is the only one who understands i don't and like you've been taking french for how long yeah i feel like you they must start earlier in canada right i mean i don't know i don't know like don't get me wrong i mean it was really easy to get into ap french for like me because no one took French seriously, so no one could speak French, and I really liked it. But, like, you know, there was a reason that only the people that got into, like, the upper, like, honors and AP got to go, got to go on the trip. I don't think that's the case with this trip. I don't either, because none of these... You can pay for it, you can go. None of these kids speak French. None of these kids know what they're doing. Even even if if you only took it your freshman year... You, you have to at least know, a, like, a little bit. A little bit. You know? Enough to get around. Yeah. You know? So you live in Canada. People, so many people speak French there. Everything. Everything what? has, like, Especially, French instructions they're, they're, around the city, right? They're in Toronto. We were there. Yeah. Everything has French instructions. Like, you should speak French. You it's stupid. You should like, be able to recognize, like, the gist of what this woman is saying. Yeah. Um, God, I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. But. It seems ridiculous that they can't get it. Like, Allie not understanding the woman on the street, I understand. because speaking very quickly. Very quickly. And, like, you know, how you kind of give directions. You're like, um, and I think also, and, like, stuff like that yeah. where you're like, not, it's not like, turn left here, turn right here. Yeah. Like, that I get. Yeah. But you should be able to, like. Be like, I want you to go and do this. Out- I, you are going to partner up and, like, order 
food somewhere. Like that yeah. was the assignment. You should be able to order food. That that's the vocab that you should know. I ate and drank my way through France when I was sixteen in French. Like yes. it's not hard. That's the easiest part. Yes. Um. But anyway, uh, Tristan and Miles partner up for this thing. Yes. Oh, also, I just got so sad. Tristan's not eating carbs and he's in France. Dude, you got to break that rule if you're in Paris. You got to. Eat all the bread and cheese. Forever. All of it. What are forever. you what are you thinking? Uh, that makes me really sad. Right? Um I ate like mostly just bread and cheese the last time I was That's there. what you do. It was, like bread, cheese and foie gras. That was all oh, I ate. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, uh, foie gras. Oh my god. Ooh. I could eat that every day. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Not podcast related. We should get dinner soon and get pate. Get French food. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Anyway. Um Claire is on like WebMD and is trying to diagnose herself. Which is always a terrible idea. Always a terrible idea. idea. And she's cause she's freaking out about the MRI results. And that's kind of it. She's like, What am I gonna know? What are we gonna find out? And the nurse is like, I'll ask about it. Like, I understand why you're freaking out, but there's nothing you can do about it right now while we're literally just waiting for the results to happen. And she, like, runs off to go see Paula. Yeah. Um, but then, real quick, we're with Miles and Tristan on their assignment. And then we learn that Miles used to, like, be a dancer. But now he used to be a hip-hop dancer because, like, a song plays. And he's like, I love this song. I used to dance to it. And Tristan's, like, trying to figure out his sexuality, which also kind of same. Yeah. And I'm said, like, you're, like, a real, like, Billy Elliot. Can I... Can I make a guess? I think either Winston or Miles is going to be... I think Winston might be gay, and I think Miles might be bi. I feel like Miles is bi. Right? Yeah. I feel like he is. I don't know if that's for sure, but I feel like he is. I think he is. Um, But then Tristan gives him a really awkward kiss, and it's so... It's like the, uh, the moment was not there to do that. No, Tristan. it was... And it was awkward after the moment, and Miles is like, oh, uh, that's okay. Let's just keep walking and pretend that never happened. But later, we find out that Tristan misinterprets that reaction so much. Although he is, like, exceptionally cool about it. Like, he's definitely awkward, but... But it's more like, ooh, I didn't know that was happening. That's It's fine. I don't want you to be embarrassed about that. Let's just pretend it didn't happen. Exactly. It's actually kind of kind. Yeah. Um, but then we're with Allie, who's giving her presentation on the Mona Lisa, and she gets a C because it's obvious she did not go see it at the Louvre because she described it as big. Which it is not. It's tiny. It's teeny tiny. It's teeny tiny. It's behind, like, a little glass thing, and there's a, it's on its own wall in, like, a tiny side room, and there's always a billion people in front of it. Yeah. I did not get close to it. I, like, I think I just, like shuffled through the crowd got to like the velvet rope that is in front of the tiny wall with the tiny portrait and i was like all right <laughs> pretty much we're good let's go see some other stuff it's, now it's a little underwhelming it have a lot. it's very underwhelming yeah it's so small. especially compared to the rest of the louvre yeah which is like which is first of all humongous giant and incredible yeah a girl that i went on that trip with got lost in the louvre it was very dramatic i believe it it was extremely dramatic <laughs> Because you probably went before, like, I bet nobody had, like, cell phones, or if nope. you did, it was, like, you, ha- you like, 100% had to buy, like, a SIM card or, like, something. Oh, no. This was so long ago. I think probably, this was, I think then. this was 2007. My mm-hmm. friend, my friend. No one had cell phones then. My friend. Did have, like, a calling card or something? I did get a calling card, yeah. and the calling card didn't work, and I freaked out. But my friend did have a cell phone. At that her that she like that her dad gave her for international, mm-hmm. but it did cost more. Yeah. So anytime I had to use it, I would write down the amount of time that I was on the phone so I could pay like her back. By the minute, yeah. yeah. So that I could pay her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I, ha- I bought like a calling card at the airport. Yeah, it's scary being lost when you don't have a phone in a foreign country. Yeah. Um, but any oh, but also. I like the Louvre, but the Musée d'Orsay, I think, is my favorite, and I think it's better. <laughs> Controversial opinion, but I love that. Musée I, really liked, Paris, no, I really liked. I really liked the Musée. I really liked the Musée d'Orsay. It's mostly just because I love 
the whole like impressionist wing. Yeah, me too. So good. Me too. I got my mom like a Monet tote bag from Musée d'Orsay. There's a lot of Monet. There's a lot of Degas. There's a lot of Van Gogh. There's like a lot of everybody. Yeah, I I think I I think I preferred it too. Like the Louvre was like smaller and less overwhelming, and it's a really pretty building. I really liked Musée d'Orsay. It's like. I think it used to be a train station or something. I don't remember. I just remember liking it and liking the Impressionists because Van Gogh's one of my faves. Yeah. Annie. Anyway, I think we're just planning a trip to Paris, basically. It's fine. We Um, do that a lot on this show. (laughs) That's how we ended up in California and Toronto. Probably. Um, Anyway... Then we're, yeah, Allie's giving her presentation, and she gets a C, and she's like, why did I get a C? And the teacher's like, you to- totally did not go to the loop. She's like, let me go back and try again. She's like, fine. Also, she didn't understand her grade. That's how bad she is at French. You should not get a C when you can't tell that the teacher is telling you C. She says, like, it's okay. She like, says, like, say bien, right? or say bien. I can't pronounce French, but, um, but, yeah, whatever. But then... We are back at the hospital, and Claire goes to see Paula, and then we see that the room is empty, and the nurse is, like, making the bed, basically, and she's like, oh, did pa- where's Paula? Did she already get out? And it's like, oh, no, honey. No. We all know that's not what happened. No, you know but. that's not what happened, but no. you had to ask. And also, she says that lucky duck, which yeah. I know that this is a serious scene, but I cannot abide that lucky duck. And it's very sad. But then she has, like, called up Drew, and she's, like, planning vice president stuff. Because she's like, I want to make sure everything's okay for the school year. Because she's freaking out. Yeah. Well, also, we find out that they had the same cancer. Right. Right, right, right. So she's, like, having so a real... Yeah. Also, Drew brought Drew a... a puppy? He brought a dog to the hospital. Because Claire called him while he was, like, bringing the dog to the camp. But he, like, didn't make it. And is like, I guess I'll bring this dog. And it pees on the floor. Um, and she's still wearing a blazer. And she's like, you you clean it up because, you know, Cause germs. <laughs> and he's like, you're in a sterile. And she's like, oh, good. The one science fact, you know. <laughs> um, but then we're with Allie on her romantic date on the bridge, on a bridge, like, overlooking the city with Leo, who has a picnic. But Allie is like, ooh, is, do you think it'd be cool if we can go to the loot? Or I failed my assignment. I need to go back to the Louvre. I think she starts to say, would you want to swerve this date over to the Louvre so I can go see the Mona Lisa? But he, like, interrupts her and is like, oh, you want me to do your homework for you? And I'm like, that's not what she was saying. No, although she does lead with, what do you think of the Louvre? And taking notes based on what he's saying, which I I thought was a, which was a weird move. And then she was like, we, and he was like, you should go. It's really lovely. And she was like, do you want to go now? But it closes in like an hour, so we should hurry. And he's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's like, no, thank you. I understand him jumping understand to this conclusion. I am being upset. I'm team Leo. But I also don't think she was trying to get him to do her homework. Oh, no, I don't. I don't think so either. I think that was a weird leap. I Yeah, I thought that was a weird leap. And they could have just been like, oh, we had a date and you like want to go like you d- didn't get this like done with before this year priorities are out of whack by pretty much but anyway green screen so bad then we are with claire who is sneaking out of the hospital in a pink wig which is not which is not which is a pink wig is it's not conspicuous the best it's, it's conspicuous as hell um and drew is like let's go skydiving and she's like i just want to have fun and he, like, rolls her out on a gurney. He's wearing scrubs. He, like, they do, like, a weird, like, role play thing, which is kind of cute, actually. But it's also more because he, like, rolls her out on a gurney, puts a sheet over her to pretend like she's dead to sneak her out of the hospital. It's... Which they do address as being kind of messed up, but it still happens. Yep. But they're, like, laughing and joking. I don't know. I don't know. And, like, a thing happens later with her going away, which I thought of right away when I was like, you're going to surround yourself with germy children. Yeah. No. Yeah, they go to, like, the summer camp. Um, yeah, because she's like, all my friends are at camp. I want to go there. And I'm like, you're not thinking this through. Nope. But then we're with Tristan and Maya, and Tristan is like, OMLG, guess what happened? And Maya's like, what does that mean? And it's, oh, my Lady Gaga. Which is great. 
And Tristan is like, Miles and I kissed, and I don't know what's going on. She's like, are you guys dating? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, why are we having this reaction to the kiss? It was awkward as fuck. I don't know. It was very painful to watch this. And then he's like, and then as he's like walking around, I'm like, he's going to walk into a room and see Miles making out with Zoe. And guess what happens? He walks into a room and sees Miles making out with Zoe because the show is very predictable. It's true. It's extremely true. Um, but then we're with Claire, who's like helping with the camp race with the children. She's like, I'm going to run the race. I'm like, why? That's a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. And then she starts to run the race and she gets immediately winded and feels like she has to throw up. And then she's like, what am I doing here? I'm around sick. Or well, I guess that happens later. Yeah. Well, first she first, throws up. And right. then we're back with Jenna and Maya, who are playing guitar together. Also, like, why would you waste, like, a checked bag on your fucking guitar if you're impaired? Like, I don't know. I don't, get it. I don't know. But then they're, like, talking sense into Allie. And they're like, it's going to be fine. Go apologize. And I'm like, yeah, this really isn't that big of a deal. No. Um, But then... We're with Claire, and, like, a kid comes over and is like, you lied. You're not fast. Because she's saying that she was fast. And then this... Gotta love kids, man. The other (laughs) child comes over and, like, sneezes on her. Yeah. Because he has a cold, and he's a kid. And Claire's like, why did you sneeze on me? That could kill me. Oh, my God. Why am I here? And I'm like, because you're stupid. And you went to a place with germy children, and you're sick, and you need to go back to the hospital. Also, why are you yelling at the kids? Yeah, the kids don't know any better. Um. Anyway, then we're with Allie, who's apologizing and admitting her faults to Leo. And also, like, stalking him at work again. I'm like, he's busy. He is literally working. And it's really cheesy. I wrote, this is so cheesy, and he's still at work. Yeah. <laughs> um, And they make up, and he's like, well, then let's go to the Louvre or something. And I'm like, are they going to sneak in? It's like nighttime. I know. I was like, the Louvre Does he, closed. like, have a hookup at the Louvre? Are we going to see? Th- and then that's, like, the last we hear of this plot. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Um, and then we're back at the hospital, and Eli is there waiting for Claire because he's freaking out because she snuck out. He's rightfully freaking out. Yep. And then Claire's like, I just wanted to have fun before I don't know what happened with my MRI. She basically is saying, like, I want to have fun because YOLO. And her mom comes into the room, and she's crying, but she says the MRI came back clear, which is great news. And Claire's like, I'm going to keep fighting. We're going to beat this thing. It ends on, on like, a positive note. But again, it's very cheesy. True. But I'm glad that her cancer is not spreading. Yay, Claire. Yay, Claire. Is, I already said this to you. When we were together last night or two nights ago, I don't remember. Is it terrible? I want her to get better, yes. but is it terrible that I still don't enjoy Claire as a character? No, because I am on the same page as you. Like, I don't want anybody to have cancer, but I also just don't want to watch Claire. And I, uh, it's all, I don't know. Claire still bothers me as a person. I want, what I want for Claire is for her to get better and then immediately go away. <laughs> Um, yes that's what i want yes yes i don't think that's gonna happen no 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 oh all right i was gonna say something really bad so i'm gonna i will tell you off mic perfect Um, but that's the end of the episodes um spirit squad captain Leo for talking some sense into Allie about her saving her phone about her expectations Jenna for always giving great advice I guess yeah maybe sure Drew for just being up for anything (laughs) yeah um shit Connor and Jenna because Connor gave her a skull yeah, <laughs> Leo and Allie, so Allie has someone to hang out with in Paris. Yeah, sure. And also, because we should all make out with one of those identical brown-haired <laughs> Frenchmen. <laughs> Cross off your bucket list, guys. Um, all right, grapevine. All right, so we have a review from Diamond, um, who I believe sent us an email a couple weeks ago. And she would like to be friendshiped with Manny. So, Kelsey, would you like 
to make up the fan fiction that we haven't done in a long time yeah sure all right um so you are uh god okay so you are um you're moving to la from a small town right outside of toronto and you're like really nervous because you're trying to make it as an actor and you don't know anybody and you're going into a totally strange situation and you're like at a coffee shop or something and you're like trying to like figure out like where your next audition is but you don't know where you're going and there's this girl who like kind of sees you struggling because you're like using an old timey map for some reason (laughs) and she comes over and she's like hey I'm Annie like do you need help with something and then you find out that she's also from Toronto and you guys like bond and she helps you get to your audition and you exchange numbers and then you guys become friends and you both make it as successful like C-list Nina Dobrev type actresses. Okay, Nina is probably at least B-list. Or she used to be B-list when she was on The Vampire Diaries, but she's probably bumped out by now. Yeah. But great. Yeah. I love it. You guys have great Instagrams. <laughs> um, all right. Also, just shout out to Nolan, Nolan, Bria, and Amethyst Beloved for your emails. We're not going to watch season 13 promos because there are 11 of them and we've already started it and we don't want to do it. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and also, I just, uh, we got uh, an Instagram direct message from Ashley in the Satellite. You guys, I don't tweet, but I totally forgot this epic moment in my life. That band Headley, the hotel room band, opened at a show I was at once before they were on Degrassi. Me being the Degrassi-obsessed young adult, talked to them in the hallway and was like, oh my gosh, you're Canadian? I love Degrassi. And then we all sang Everybody Wants Something together. (laughs) Then like six years later, they were on Degrassi and my life came full circle. That's amazing. That's incredible. I had to to read that. That's so funny. That's great. I feel like I could be really wrong about this, but I feel like the lead singer of that band was on like Canadian Idol or something and then Steven Stone went on to like have a business relationship with him or something I feel like he was in his book but I could be wrong I can't remember um I read the book very quickly (laughs) we like power read that (laughs) book um but all right that is all the grapevine that we have if you'd like to be featured on a future Grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod or on Instagram at DegrassiPod. Uh, you can email us, whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And if you leave us a review, we will make up a Degrassi inspired fan fiction for you on the show. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Holland Tacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. Uh, do you want to recommend anything to the people? Yeah. Um, I will recommend um, a member of BTS, RM, dropped a mixtape on Monday. And it's really good. And it's called Mono. And it's really good. I actually think you would really like it, Kelsey. Okay. It's like really chill, like R&B vibes. It's really good. That does sound up my alley. I like it. Um, I'm going to recommend an Instagram. Uh, it's at Gabriel underscore Isaac. G-A-B-R-I-E-L underscore I-S-A-K. They're just a really interesting photographer. And I like their work. So, yeah. Check them out. Cool. Um, but that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Thank you.